The following program is intended for mature audiences. Revelation. I'm in Revelation in the News and Meaning in Media. It's Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. Today I'll be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation, where Rhino Republican Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson turns his back on the majority of Republicans in opposing the corrupt establishment and their bid to subvert democracy. Also be checking in on Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where senior correspondent Ted Koppel talks with cybersecurity experts Richard Clark and Keith Alexander about the national security implications of the breach at Solar Winds. Also be tearing into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper can mis- continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. First, we're going over the weekend headlines, all in the next 30 minutes. But first, I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. The word of the day is accusation. The act of accusing someone, the state or fact of being accused. And the reason I bring up accusations is obviously the accusations going around the giant so-called hack at solar winds, which is another distraction, folks. But you can see here, this is from Bloomberg, the facts and mysteries about Russia's hack of the U.S. And this is from December 23rd, the broad and sophisticated and damaging hacking campaign that the U.S. officials are blaming on Russia has alarmed security firms and sent shockwaves. This is from Hacking Loops, covering tracks over the network, a hacker's guide. Most important step of a hack attack? Most hackers know how to hack into networks, and a lot of tutorials are available over the Internet regarding how to do information gathering, scanning, or networks. But you'll hardly find anything like covering your tracks over network. That means most people know how to get into the system, but don't know how to remove their tracks. This is from Greg Campus, Ethical Hacking. Once an attacker finishes his work, he wants to erase all tracks leading to the investigators tracing back to him. This can be done using disable auditing, clearing logs, modifying logs, registry files, removing all files create and folders created. And I'm just trying to demonstrate here that Every amateur hacker knows how to cover his tracks, but the advanced hackers know how to leave footprints leading to other people. Now, This is from Newsmax. WikiLeaks CIA disguises its own hacking to appear Russian or Chinese. And this is from back in 2017. WikiLeaks' latest dump of hacked info from the CIA shows how the spy agency could mask its own cyber attacks to make it look like it came from a, another foreign government. Reported originally by the Daily Mail. And here it is. Daily Mail, latest WikiLeaks 
release shows how the CIA uses computer code to hide the origins of its hacking attacks and disguise them as Russian. This is from Reuters. Planned U.S. cyber warfare program could hurt innocent countries, according to Edward Snowden. Less than 3% of you people read books! And are, and are reading... <laughs> Our reading recommendation of the day is creating and operating a formal hacking lab. And the reason I wanted to get into, it, it talks about the description about the book. And this is from Science Direct. So this is a scientific uh, a manual. But it talks about all the things that you can do while hacking, uh, vulnerability identification, vulnerability exploitation, privilege escalation, data archival, uh, test data archival ma uh, methods, but also, and how to create and operate a formal hacking lab, but also it discusses how to maintain and cover one's tracks. So this is a basic uh, technique of hackers. So you're covering your tracks and then you put in someone else's tracks to mislead who's ever investigating it. So we're going over to the headlines here. Uh, this is from the Tennessean. Nationwide debate emerges on how to secure communication networks in wake of Nashville bombing. Here is your motive for the attack. Just like 9-11 and other engineered incidents, there's always the solution for the crisis. And that is we have to have a national debate on how to secure communications networks in the wake of Nashville bombing, which in my opinion was engineered by the, the FBI, as most of these things are. This is um, from the Epic Times. Georgia data shows over 30,000 of Trump's votes removed. Another 12,173 switched to Biden data scientists. This is by Alan Zong. From yesterday, Georgia election data indicates that more than 30,000 votes were removed from President Donald Trump and another 12,000 votes were switched to Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. And then, of course, we're talking about um, the phone call, the dreaded phone call, and that's why we're late getting up today because we had to see this was major breaking news. So CNN posts the full transcript and listen to Trump's audio call with Georgia's Secretary of State. Now, everybody could read the transcript and listen to the call. I listen to the call. What he says is, what I need, what I need, what I need to find is 12,000 votes because that's the amount um, that we're going to need to win by. And there's, if you listen to the call or look at the transcript, there's no indication that he's pressuring him. He, see, he, Trump was thinking that he's a Republican. He's on the Republican team and that he is looking for these votes. And when he presents it, the Secretary of State should relent um, after seeing the evidence. And what the governor hinted towards and everybody hinted towards, and now they're turning the back on the evidence. They have to show the evidence, and when people that are in charge, like the Secretary of State, uh, of turning the election, um, those people have to be convinced by the evidence. And so he's trying to tell them that he's got more than that amount of votes. But all he needs the Secretary of State to do 
is to allow the dispute of those amount of votes which he needs to win. We won. Trump pushes Georgia Secretary of State in phone call to find votes. No, he says, I need to find. He doesn't say anything about you need to find. He says, I need to find. So anybody that knows anything about linguistics could easily see that he's not referring to the Secretary of State having to find votes. Trump says, I need to find votes. And this is from Newsweek. And this is from the Law and Crime magazine, a Dan Abrams production. Hard to prosecute. Some legal experts note challenge in charging Trump with call with Georgia Secretary of State. And I'm going to read the lead here. What are the legal ramifications of President Donald Trump's phone call with the Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger? The audio immediately became controversial upon its publication on Sunday by the Washington Post. It was actually a leak. It was illegal. You're not allowed to leak communications with the President of the United States. national security issue. Former federal prosecutor Renato Morlatti said that it seemed like POTUS was pressuring the official to commit fraud, but this would have this would have been difficult to prosecute. It sure sounds like Trump was pushing the Georgia Secretary of State to commit fraud, he wrote on Twitter. What the hell was his lawyer doing on this call? Did she approve this call? Trump's statements were vague enough that there would that they would be hard to prosecute. There you go. And that's why they're kind of they they rose it as a, they they rose this issue as a specter, and now it seems that like the Ukrainian phone call, there's no meat on those bones. There's nothing there. So from the New York Post, growing body of evidence shows COVID nineteen leaks from Chinese lab, according to U.S. official. From the Associated Press, Nashville bomber sent material to acquaintances. Now, I read this article, and there's no evidence that they don't present any evidence that the bomber sent anything to anyone. Um, so they're just making an accusation here. So we don't know. I mean, we don't know what's what's going on with this. I say this is an FBI plot. Um, who knows? Um, but it seems like, and then we didn't hear anything about that second truck that was blaring the identical message as the RV. And so we didn't hear anything. It's kind of like what happened with um, the Oklahoma City bombing. You hear about these other people, and then, no, uh, don't pay attention to that. So, Okay, from CNN, more people are moving to Georgia than ever before. Many are bringing their Democratic politics with them. Again, they've done this in Texas, and the Democrats, what they do is they have they try to move people and they have incentives for Democrats to move to Republican areas just to vote. But then they're aided by the fraud and the uh, rigging. This from Fox News. Army drill sergeant found dead in car in Texas was shot multiple times, according to reports. Now, there have been a lot of servicemen that have been murdered in the past six months. I don't know what to make of it, but that's why I'm reporting on each incident Um you know, her brother was killed also, um, and there have been other people killed. It's very, very bizarre. So I'm just kind of following that story. 
All right, I really don't go to the Daily Beast that often, but this headline just intrigued me. The American money behind blacklisted Chinese AI companies. U.S. companies are investing in Chinese artificial intelligence firms whose products are being used to abuse human rights. This is from Axios. Multiple senators oppose certifying election results. This is also a big story that the phone call is supposed to um, deflect attention from. A growing number of uh, Republican senators led by Ted Cruz announced today that they will object to certifying state electoral college votes on Wednesday and called for resurrecting an electoral commission to conduct an emergency audit of the results. Obviously, this should be done. This should have been done a long time ago, but they're waiting to, uh, to now, uh, till the certification comes around. This is from Town Hall. This is from earlier in the week. Geo Congressman-elect Luke Letlow dies from COVID. He's a 41-year-old guy in good health, and he's a, a congressman-elect, and he was part of the swing to uh, the right of that branch of Congress, and he mysteriously died from coronavirus. Um, very strange incidents. Uh, I call foul play. There's something weird going on with that. He was a healthy guy. And why is it always Republicans are getting it and dying of it? You know, it's just, it's very, very strange. From Yahoo Finance, uh, they got this from Bloomberg. Exploding debt levels means stocks can't go to the moon forever. We obviously know that we, there was an article last week about um, the debt margin, which is ex ex exceedingly high exceedingly high, and that doesn't spell well for the market. So, This is also a big story from the New York Post. Alarming number of U.S. healthcare workers are refusing COVID-19 vaccine. I know personally a neighbor, we have lots of neighbors who are nurses, and one particularly is quitting her job because she's not going to take the vaccine. So, Fauci says mandatory COVID-19 vaccines possible for travel and school. As COVID-19 vaccines come online, fewer Americans want to take them. Like I said, big story, according to the healthcare workers. Health experts agree that the best way to end the COVID-19 pandemic is to vaccinate our way out of it. Unfortunately, Americans' willingness to get the COVID experimental COVID-19 vaccine is waning, even as a punishing third wave claims well over 1,000 lives each day. Um, people are learning about the adverse reactions. It's not an allergic reaction. It is an excited immune system reaction. And uh, that's what happens with these vaccines. And that's exactly what kills you is the autoimmune reaction. That actually your immune system attacks your body. That's what they're trying to do there. They're trying to trick your immune, try to trick your body into killing itself. From Bloomberg uh, through Yahoo Finance, China's economy is set to overtake U.S. earlier due to COVID fallout. I think we had this last week. Terry Ins of the New York Times. Start out with this article from uh, Business Life Without Amazon. Well, almost for concerned customers, avoiding one of the world's largest retails and web service providers is proving harder than expected. Everybody now, uh, I talk to my neighbors, the people I know now, are trying to stay away from Amazon and Facebook. Um, it's harder with Google. People tried that before. 
But with these mega tech companies, it's, it's really hard. And this is, it follows this person. And I reasoned that financially withdrawing from Amazon and later on its subsidies was one of the most material things I could do as a working class person with disposable income from time to time. Right. The best thing you could do, fight the big guys with your money, boycott services, boycott businesses. That's what we need to be doing. This is why you heard about TikTok so much in 2020. Business, entertainment, news, activism, and social connection will never be the same. Chinese company, uh, it's a major tech company uh, where everybody uh, posts videos. Well, this is all, all censorable by the communist Chinese government. So they can censor anything on TikTok, and they use it for surveillance of people, obviously. Um you know, and they have this Taylor Lorenz here puts this glowing report out on TikTok. It's so wonderful. Uh, but it's a Chinese firm, so they can suppress information and they could uh, use it as a surveillance tool. So wake up, people. Wake up! Wake up! So we always leave you with the Sunday Review, uh, which is the op-eds and editorials of the week. And there are a bunch of different... This was kind of a lame uh, week. Uh, but the one I wanted to start with was my daughter, the TikTok warrior. And the only reason they use this really terrible story uh, from this person who's a New York Times editor whose daughter is is very sick with cancer, um, but she's a TikTok warrior now. So they use, she uses her daughter to sell TikTok. My daughter, TikTok warrior, how my family found an unlikely bridge across the divide by cancer. And then so she uh, has this glowing report of TikTok, but it's through the eyes of a kid with cancer. Terrible, terrible thing. All right, we're going to leave you now with... uh, Sunday Talking Heads. So first, let's go to Asa Hutchinson, the coward Benedict Arnold, Judas Iscariot. Um who's selling himself out for the establishment uh, against fraud and, uh, you know, undermining the democracy because everybody knows the election was stolen. There is clearly evidence to at least look, investigate a little further. And, and let's hear what this governor of Arkansas has to say. So now to Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas, who is also the vice chair of the National Governors Association as a Republican. Nearly a quarter of Senate Republicans say they have concerns about voter integrity and plan on Wednesday to challenge Joe Biden's electoral college win. This is, to be very clear, all but certain to fail. in terms of changing the outcome of the election. Where do you stand? Well, it's a a process that they have the right to uh, initiate. I think it's a little bit of a Don Quixote uh, jousting at windmills effort. I think it is designed, uh, certainly it will fail. Uh, Joe Biden is our (laughs) president-elect. and he will be confirmed in that capacity. Uh, I do think that from a state perspective, uh, the challenges have been initiated through recounts and court challenges, 
And that's how we work in our electoral college, state by state. And so when it gets to Congress, it's really a limited opportunity to review uh, the intricacies of the election process. We should have confidence in what has been done and the reviews and the recounts. And uh, let's uh, all recognize that uh, while the system is not perfect, it worked uh, state by state. And we should accept those results and move on uh, to do some good things for our country. So I understand you do not support that effort. Thank you. Thanks for nothing, you traitor. So let's go over to the big propaganda piece where Ted Koppel talks with Richard Clark and former NSA commander Keith Alexander, who points out, they point out they're trying to make this the big boogeyman and blame it on Russia when they, they first of all, it wasn't a serious hack because uh, no damage was done. But they're blaming the Russians with absolutely no evidence, as I pointed out earlier, that it's very easy to conceal your tracks and to blame someone else. It's very hard to figure out who did the hacking. So let's listen. There's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. High on America's to-do list for 2021 is how to respond to the recent cyber attack. The attack is widely blamed by cyber experts on Russia. Yet, sir! Yet! So, what to do now? This is nothing short of a virtual invasion by the Russians. And it is an extraordinary invasion of our uh, cyberspace. The Russians, it's believed, hacked into the software of a company called Solar Winds. There's not been a lot of damage because of Solar Winds. Almost a cyber pandemic. This vulnerability allowed the nefarious cyber operatives to actually create what we refer to in the industry as God access or a God door. As painful as this is for me to say, this is a huge intelligence failure. Breathtaking is a word that certainly comes to mind uh, for me, and that's why I referred to this earlier today as our modern-day cyber Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, which drew the United States into World War II, or just a massive espionage operation similar to those conducted by the United States around the world. These days, Clark is chairman of Good Harbor, a cybersecurity consulting company. There's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. When you hear people talk about this as being purely an intelligence operation, you accept that? No, I don't. Yet, sir! Yet! Yet! There's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. These days, Keith Alexander is CEO of the IronNet Cybersecurity Company, but when he retired as a four-star Army general, Alexander ran the NSA, the National Security Agency, where he used to direct intelligence operations against America's adversaries. I think the real objective is to gain information what Treasury's thinking, what Commerce is thinking, what Homeland Security is thinking, what State Department does. They want insights to set up those back doors so that they have a way of getting in and out. And then if they have that, you don't necessarily have to set up the landmine at that time. You would probably keep your information on those networks down low so that it's not detectable 
and just have the back door capability to get in and then do something when the need arises. There's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. There's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. Maybe some information was stolen, but nothing has been damaged yet. 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 Yet, sir! Yet! Yet! People were worried about privacy concerns. And Big Brother controls. They didn't trust the government. And here we are with trust in government at probably a lower ebb than it's ever been. And you think that's going to change? <laughs> when you listen to some of the chest beating that is going on in certain circles about taking retaliatory action against the Russians, there's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. We don't want to create a deeper cyber war. Imagine if we did attack and then they attack back. Who has more to lose? We do. There's not been a lot of damage because of solar winds. <laughs> That's it for us this week. Rudy's Revelation. Facebook and Twitter. See you next week. <laughs>